Gary watched the synchronised dive competition with his dad. He was thrilled at the precision and style shown by Gertrude and Gerhardt. It was obvious that they were the best trained and best prepared pair in the competition. He was not one bit surprised when they were awarded what ultimately turned out to be the winning score. I won two in the individual dive and winners of the synchronised dive, said Gary. Not bad for a part-time coach, eh, da? Gary's dad just smiled and said, It was not possible without the raw material. After the synchronised dive was over, Gertrude and Gerhardt made their way over to where Gary and his dad were perched on the cliff top. You were absolutely brilliant, said Gary's dad, as he continuously punched the air with delight. He started to cry unashamedly and beamed with pride at the achievement of his students. Gertrude and Gerhard rushed over to hug him. Much to the amusement of nearby spectators on the clifftop, Gertrude, Gerhard and Gary, Antisna, all huddled together and jumped around in a circle as they roared, We dive to survive! We dive to survive! over and over again. I can't believe it, said Gary suddenly. We're all going to the egg. Yes, 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 wrote Gertrude and Gerhardt as all four of them continued to hop around in circles together. While Gary, Gertrude and Gerhardt celebrated with Gary's dad, the fourth competition, the short course obstacle race, was held. It was a 1,000 metre dash, followed by a dive, followed by an underwater swim around a series of rocks and finished off with an ascent to a cliff-top finish. It turned into a fascinating battle between Tiny, the sprint champion, and Gregory. Gregory won it in the end with the aid of his sneaky tug at Tiny's wing just before the finish, which enabled him to get his bill just in front at the line. Tiny, along with his coach and Masur Tickles, lodged an objection, but the judges, for whatever reason, saw nothing untoward, and the result stood. Five of the team to represent the Four Cliffs Colony at the Egg were known at this stage. But there was one more event to take place, the Long Course Obstacle Race, and the winner of this event was considered the champion of the Egg Trials. As Gary made his way to the start line, he spotted a familiar sight flying in formation and heading towards him. It was the delinquents, plus the Sarge and Colonel Starling. As they approached the start line, they suddenly unfurled a banner. Gary had to adjust his goggles to make out what was written on the banner as it rippled rapidly in the wind. He smiled broadly once he understood the slogan. It read, Go on, Gary! Hey, Gary, what you think? shouted Seb. Good, isn't it? I even wrote the words myself. It's great, Seb. Thanks for the support. Best of luck, old chap, added the colonel. Gary waved back in reply. Only twenty gannets took their place at the start line. While most were just focused on themselves as they carried out last-minute preparations before the start of the race, Gregory made his way over to Gary and prodded him in the chest. Hey, four eyes. I'm still bigger than you, 
stronger than you and better than you, he said menacingly. And don't you forget it. Gary just stared straight ahead. He refused to react in any way to this blatant intimidation. On your marks! A hush came over the spectators who stared intently at the judge with a red flag. The twenty gannets gathered at the start line began to get very tense and many shuffled to their feet in anxious anticipation. Dead set! Gary felt his heart race and he stared intently ahead. Go, go, go! shouted the judge as he frantically waved his red flag to signal the start of the final event. The twenty competitors jumped off the ledge and dived from a height of thirty metres into the sea and began an underwater swim that took them over, under and through several rock formations. Gary was first up out of the dive and swim, followed closely by Tiny, Gregory and Gerhardt. The next part of the race took the competitors through a zigzag course amongst the fleet of trawlers heading into port. The nimbleness and agility that Gary had honed during his time with the Starlings enabled him to stretch his advantage through this part of the course. While back in the pack, Gregory and Gerhardt overtook Tiny, who began to get very tired after his earlier exertions. Gary led the next part of the race, the 13-kilometre flight out to the lighthouse. He kept a steady pace, not too quick, but not too slow either. He wanted to conserve his energy for the trip back from the lighthouse. Then the plan was to go all out and hope that he crossed the finish line first. Behind him, Gregory was flapping his wings like mad to catch up. He desperately wanted to get ahead of his four-eyed nemesis, and he made great gains on Gary as the lighthouse came into sight. Gregory caught up with Gary just as they approached the lighthouse. I'm behind you, you four-eyed so-and-so, shouted Gregory, before he pulled up alongside Gary and tried to barge him out of the way. Gary held his line, but instantly realised that they were approaching the lighthouse too quickly. He decided that he'd had better slow down, and he allowed Gregory to take the inside line. Gregory powered past him at a great rate of knots. Told you, I'm stronger and better than you, he roared as he looked back at the slowing Gary. He turned his head around, but not in time. His right wing clipped the side of the lighthouse. Gary watched in horror as Gregory went into an uncontrollable spin and bounced along the top of the sea like a flat stone skimming the surface. Then after the fifth bounce, plunk, Gregory sank straight down beneath the waves. Gary glided overhead as he waited for Gregory to pop back up to the surface. Twenty seconds later, there was still no sign of Gregory, and that was very worrying. Something needed to be done, and to be done pronto. Without hesitation, Gary dived into the sea and went in search of Gregory under the waves. As well as working there, Gertrude's dad was the egg trial's judge assigned to the lighthouse, and he saw what happened. He flew out to where Gary had dived into the waves. After a minute, Gary popped back up to catch his breath. He dived back down and went deeper and deeper into the dark blue ocean, scattering fish in all directions as he sliced through their shoals in his pursuit of the rapidly sinking Gregory. 
The deeper he went, the more he needed all his strength to battle against the currents that swirled in all directions under the waves. Gertrude's dad began to get very anxious as he watched proceedings from on high. How could Gary hold his breath for that long? Was Gary carried away in the fast-moving current? Eventually, Gary popped back up to the surface with an unconscious Gregory under his wing. Gertrude's dad dived into the sea and helped Gary to keep Gregory afloat. Gerhardt, who was racing a distant third at the time, appeared overhead and he also dived down into the sea beside them. What happened here? he asked. Gregory took his eye off the ball and collided with the lighthouse. Gary went and rescued him from the depths, explained Gertrude's father. You continue with your race, Gerhardt, said Gary. We'll be able to catch that trawler over there and get Gregory to port. All right, I will let the other judges know what has happened. Gerhardt finished a long way in front of the remaining competitors to win the event. Once he crossed the finish line, he immediately informed the other judges and Gary's dad of what had happened out at the lighthouse. It was the middle of the night before the trawler carrying the stricken Gregory with Gary and Gertrude's father made port. A company of gannets hovered overhead and waited for the fishermen to tie the trawler up at the quayside. Then Gregory's father and three uncles carefully picked Gregory up and carried him off to hospital. Gregory was conscious, in great pain, but very much alive. The initial diagnosis was that his right wing was broken in two places and that he had a few very sore bruises from bouncing along the top of the waves, but nothing a few months of rest would not sort out. Gertrude's father spoke with Gary's dad and described what he had witnessed. Personally, I would have let that rotter sink, said Gertrude's father. My son would not allow that to happen. Remember, he was once in a similar situation and depended on the kindness of your daughter and Gerhardt for his very survival. Yeah, yeah, I remember. But, but Gary gave up his chance to win the overall individual title. I mean, that, that's huge, like, after all the training he's done. No, 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 it doesn't matter, replied Gary's dad. There are way more important things than winning races or titles. <laughs>